This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Come party with me, Cashflow Carl at BPCon. I'm hosting the Short-Term Rental Workshop. You can sign up for this when you sign up for BPCon. You can do that at biggerpockets.com slash events. This is October 15th, October 15th through the 17th for the event. I am speaking at two different presentations. But uh, what you're looking to sign up for is the Short-Term Rental Workshop, hosted by yours truly, Cashflow Carl the Reverend of Real Estate, and Avery Carl. So the Short-Term Rental Workshop, BPCon 2023, October 15th. Sign up before it sells out. Showtime! It is showtime on Short-Term Rental Management <laughs> uh, with uh, the the Shaman of Short-Term, yours truly, Cashflow Carl, the Reverend of Real Estate. And today I've got my good buddy uh, Chuck Kramer. Uh, how we doing, bud? Doing good there, Luke. Doing good. All beautiful right. day at the beach. Yes, uh, it is be- always beautiful. Where we live in the same town, uh, so uh, the beach here is incredible uh, in Destin, Florida. And uh, tonight, uh, today, we are going to talk about it's a very good topic for beach. Um, how to get through the winter? What do we need to do to prepare? First of all, p- to prepare for winter, like storing our nuts like a squirrel. And then how do I get through? What's it look like? What's the overall picture look like for my calendar and my kind of my strategy taking this property, uh, a vacation home, and, and uh, we'll, we'll cover multiple markets uh, taking because we both operate and own in multiple markets, multiple types of markets. Yep. Um, we'll take the, I'll take it all the way in through winter. And I dare I say Mar- uh, March 1st, because I feel March 1st is kind of when things uh for lack of a better way to put it get maybe a little bit easier um you don't have to pay as much attention but if you want okay if you want your march to be a little easier you're gonna have to do some legwork uh you're gonna need to uh put in the time and the effort this is not passive i don't know that any real estate is passive i don't know where who came up with the term passive income uh but i've got a bunch of long terms and they you know what i mean so um, let's just take this thing. Uh, let's start with uh, September, um, just for just for fun. And we're talking September 2023. Uh, and and uh, I don't know when this is coming out. Maybe it's already October by the time you're listening to this. But let's start with September. Um, I will say, my friend. Now we've done the uh, the short the uh, the uh, short term shop September accountability challenge on our our private facebook group you got to be a client to get into that facebook group and everybody has been having great success i'm actually kind of shocked as to the how the numbers are doing this september my question for you and i i would assume i don't know for sure but if you've been following along with that or not but i kind of think and i don't know if i want to go there but because we had a bit of a rough august and a little bit of a rough uh even july now I'm starting to think, I'm trying not to be too optimistic that maybe the international travel uh, has kind of tapered off a little bit and we might even end up seeing a better than normal winter uh, or better than uh, we, better than, let me put it this way, better than expected winter. Chuck, do you have any comments on that? 
You can disagree with me. Feel free to disagree with me. No, um, I, I'm hopeful. I, I want to agree with you. I want to be 100% on board with that. And the signs are there. Uh, you and I briefly had an exchange where uh, I'm actually booking in January and February now. I don't think I've ever done that, with the exception of President's Day. Um, it's it's an odd time. Um, I, you may have missed the news this morning, but Air DNA report showed that July was the most booked July in history. More nights stayed in STRs. Um, we've talked about this before, and we don't need to go down that path again. But uh, September's looking good. I think it's people's last gasp uh, at summer and getting away while the weather's nice. Um, schools are back in, so the parent, you know, uh, empty nesters, parents with small kids that aren't in school are now looking to get away to someplace that's not busy. Uh, that's what that's what September and to some extent May have always been great for. Um, but getting back to think, that air DNA thing quickly. So do you think that has something to do with the amount of properties that are now being rented short term versus because here's why uh, my June and July were down. They were down. My June was, as a matter of fact, the worst uh, down I've been this year. Uh, as compared to 22, which again, and most people consider that to be like, whoa, the peak. Yeah. Um, my June was 10 grand across all my properties on my short terms, 10 grand, right at 10,000, uh, lower than June, 2022, July was around seven. I think off the top of my head, it was less than J June. Um, I haven't done any numbers on August yet. And my September is higher. My September is higher than 2022 September. So uh, my, these air DNA numbers, they're, you know, they're going to be pulling from every property in the, in the world, basically. Right. Um, and again, all we can do is speculate. We don't know exact where, where this data came from, et cetera, et cetera. But do you think that it's because there were more properties this year than there's ever been? Yeah. And this is a global report. So, um, you know, as Americans, we, we sometimes forget that the ability to rent out a bedroom in your house or maybe even a converted shed in the back of your place and get $20 a night can be a really big deal to some people, a life changer. So when they see these opportunities for something they've already got, they're jumping on board. You know, here in the U.S., we're more like, I'm going to go buy a property <laughs> or I'm going to convert my basement or the pool house into something. This has generated a lot more listings. If you listen to Airbnb announcements they make about, oh, they've had so, so many more new hosts and all that, they're always speaking globally and they're not getting into specifics. Some of these hosts are little two-bedroom places in the middle of nowhere that are renting out the extra bedroom. Um, and we got to remember that when we hear these global reports. You know, it, It's hard to equate that to an area where the average home price might be $600,000. Yes, I agree. Now, Judging on my own calendar, I am seeing um, a bit of optimism. Um, I'm even seeing some optimism on being uh, higher gross than 22, which I am floored by that. I'd never thought that that would happen. Not this year. I mean, I thought 25 for sure would be getting close to that again. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not just trying to give everybody a bunch of hope. Again, you know, we're. I like to be the eternal optimist. I do. I mean, there's no reason to be getting down on yourself and saying, well, my numbers suck. I'm a loser, you know? So um, it's just not my vibe to, to go that direction. Um, so I, you know, originally, I initially was thinking that the rent, 
income, the rent numbers would not be maybe increasing or surpassing 22 uh, until maybe 25. I thought it was going to take another, you know, from right now, another 12, 14, 18 months or so. And then uh, my initial speculation that 25 was going to be huge because so many people, there was a massive uh, amount of international travel this summer. And I think that's why my June and July suffered a little bit. Um, not that they suffered, but they were, you know, definitely a little more down from last year because the passport offices were on fire. Everybody's going overseas. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, next summer, people are not going to want to do that. And they're probably already spent their budget from last year uh, because the borders were closed for so long and everybody was shaking out the, uh, shaking the dust off. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I also find it interesting that people all, everybody's all but forgotten this giant epidemic we had and the, the life, you know, wiping the, groceries off with Clorox wipes before you take them out of the bag and wonder worried, you know, we, we, we had our first daughter during, during all that. And she was not a COVID baby. She, she, you know, we were uh, expecting prior to COVID hitting. Um, and then she wasn't born until about, uh, you know, seven months into it. So we, we, you know, we were two months pregnant. Is it safe to say we, we were, she was two months pregnant when COVID hit. You know, so we were just, you know, we were just scared to death. But now everybody seems to have forgotten all about that and just thinks that, oh, the economy's supposed to be back to normal by now and blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's not going to happen. Okay. So I think, really, honestly, again, not to get into politics, but things could be a lot worse. What was my point? My point was is that I don't think I was thinking 25 was when it was really going to take some time to get these rent numbers up. And I think, and I'm think, sitting here thinking, man, in 25, we're sitting pretty. Everybody's got, uh, the economy's kind of fig- hopefully figured out a little bit by then. Everybody's gotten to go into Spain and France out of their system. And where, what are they going to do? They're going to go to go to good old Destin and they're going to go to good old Broken Bow and Branson and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I don't even know if I had a point because sometimes I just get going. But um, I, I am seeing as of right now a little bit of optimism for maybe some decent rents um, this winter. Um, so yeah, let's. I'm- yeah, I'm feeling good, too. And you know, you're know, you hitting on a lot of good points. I know a number of people that actually did do international travel and they all came back surprised at how freaking expensive it was, as they said. Um, and that's another issue, too. I, let, let's face it. You know, the economy is contracting a little bit. Our disposable income is contracting and it's a lot less expensive to go to a beach in Florida or the mountains of Tennessee or, or to Branson than it is to hop on an airplane and spend two weeks in Europe. Uh, I, I've got some friends over in Greece right now, and most of their Facebook posts are about, about how significantly more expensive it was than they expected. So I do attribute that. I would attribute that to the prices of everything's just, everything's just gone up. That's just the way yeah, it is. Worldwide inflation. Yeah. Worldwide inflation. Insurance is through the roof. You're sitting there like, oh man, look at this new insurance bill. This is BS, but it's like, well, it's over here too. I mean, it's everything. Mm-hmm everything's up, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, and, and the flights are, the flights are expensive, but people are still doing it. Um, yeah. a lot of that is because we can, you know, all right. I want to walk through, let's get to the meat of it right now. I want to walk through September, October, November, December, January, and February without even pulling up a calendar. Cause I know you can do this, uh, for, from memory, uh, you feel free to pull one up if you want to look on your phone or whatever. Um, and I'm going to walk you through what I, the, what got my brain goes through when I'm pricing a property for these 
uh, winter months, for lack of a better way to put it. So September to me is a fairly garbage month. Now, like I said, this year, it's been pretty good. I'm $2,200 higher than my last year's September. I don't have any more properties than I had last year on short term. Um, so I'm up. You know, I will say I do have quite a bit of gap on my calendar for my large uh, mountain properties. I can't figure out why. Um, it's weekdays are, are a little rough right now for me on my mountain properties, but I'm thinking, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to turn this September over to you. I'm going to, I'm not going to go to November, uh, or October until I, I get your comments on September. Did I have those same gaps in my calendar last September? And I didn't remember it because it's been a year. My September occupancy is about the same as last year, but the revenues are down. You know, the, the ADRs are down this year to get booked. Um, you know, following what we preach here and especially Luke, <laughs> you know, you've got to price it to make sure you're making your expenses. And, uh, a simple example, I've got a small place in the mountains that last September we were averaging about two thirty-five a night. This year I'm averaging one sixty-five a night. I've got a couple extra days booked, but the revenue's down, but I'm okay with that. Just keep my cleaners employed. I was keeping the place busy, uh, you know, when you're in a secluded place in the mountains, being empty for a week or two at a time usually turns into not a good thing. <laughs> um, you want traffic through there. So I'm okay. I'm all right with that. Now, the beach is a whole different story. Um, two of my four listings here at the beach, I've only got three open days in September. Um, then my bigger place is booked every weekend uh, here at the beach and uh, probably... 20% of the weekdays. I'm okay with that. And I didn't have to lower the rates to do that. These were bookings that came in early in the summer. These are not last minute discounts. Then I got another place, less traction. It's newer, three bedrooms, no heated pool, which is important here uh, when you start to get in the off seasons. And that place, I've only got six days for the whole month. Hmm. So, All right, you know, back to the Back to the overall calendar, because I, I wanted to ask you about September, because I don't know what to make of it, quite frankly. I'm yeah, thinking, it's, it's a weird month. If yeah. I'm up $2,200 from last year, obviously I have more bookings, but I'm still like, why do I have these gaps on my big cabins? It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, here's another thing, guys. You get enough properties. I don't really have time to sit there and analyze every damn property and figure out why this one, is this one more booked than the other? I don't even care. I'm up 2,200 bucks from last year. Good to go. Let's rock. You know what I mean? Um, I've got an entire portfolio of apartments and everything else. And overall health is better than it's been uh, in the past. That's all I can ask for, you know? So, uh, okay. September back to the, back to the, these, these several months we're talking about here. September has nothing to do with winter. The, the only reason we're even bringing September into this conversation is because it's when things start to cool off, right? Um, the temperature and the bookings, everybody's back in school. So again, circle of seasonality. We just put that out a few weeks ago. Go check that out on our YouTube channel. The Circle of Seasonality is going to explain everything we're talking about right now. I do want to get a little more in-depth as far as week by week almost here for the, these winter months. So um, September needs to be worked on as early as May, right? So uh, September, you got to get that rocking through. You need to be checking on September throughout the the summer. Check on your prices. Give a little, a little uh, you know, maybe back to school special for a few weeks in your headline, that kind of thing. Uh, no, uh, October in most markets is actually going to be a little easier to book than a September. Now, mountain, way easier. Um, and traditionally, October has been probably like one of the easiest months, like way up there 
uh, in the mountain markets. On the beach, it has become a great, mar a great month over time. When I first started, it wasn't as good as it is now, um, and it has gotten pretty good. My October beach uh, properties, they're, they're, they're rocking mm -hmm. pretty good. I would say just without looking at my calendar, I'm, I'm already sitting probably 75% on my beach properties. Keep in mind, my beach properties are large, right? So a smaller property, my cabins tend to be a little smaller than my beach properties. Um, I do have some large cabins, but that's a whole nother thing. Mountain properties is what I'm talking about when I say cabin. Um, those are not as booked in October right now, and I'm not worried about it at all. Um, and by right now, again, I'm, uh, at, you know, end of, August, end of August, early September, something like that. Okay, so October, generally pretty stress-free month. November, two weeks, garbage. First two weeks of November are total garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I say first two weeks, I mean leading up to Thanksgiving. And then what I do is I take the Monday before Thanksgiving to the Monday after Thanksgiving, and I put that pretty high. I want to get some action as in inquiries or maybe even a booking on my, my Thanksgiving as early as, let's say, uh, right now would be just fine, like first of September. I'm okay to book my my uh, Thanksgiving as early as early September. Um, um, definitely kind of want it booked for sure by maybe first or second week of October. I think that's your sweet spot. First of September to the first or second week of October. And, and uh, I'm going to keep going on this whole year thing here, Chuck, and then I'm going to take your comments. So you might want to make some notes because I'm all over the place. Um, so... Sweet spot for Thanksgiving for me is going to be 1st of September to this first or second week of October. If I can get it booked in that window, I feel like I priced it right. Okay. Uh, first, December is almost identical, in my opinion, to November. First two weeks are garbage. Like nobody cares. They're just whatever days. Um, but your, your Christmas is going to be pumped up. And your December also has New Year's, right? So um, you, what I'll do is I'll take the Monday before. Now, Christmas is on a Monday this year, so it's a little weird. I'm probably going to take like the Thursday this year, you know, before maybe maybe Wednesday before Christmas, all the way through. And again, New Year's is a Monday, all the way through New Year's, which is a Monday. Nobody cares about the Tuesday after, th after New Year's. They're gone by then. And even if they're not, even if they stay for a little extra, those days are not valuable. So I'm taking Wednesday before Christmas to Monday, New Year's Day this year, and I'm pumping those up pretty high. My sweet spot to book those is, quite frankly, anytime between, again, maybe September 1st. I'm okay with it booking that early, and bear with me on that. Through, It's got to be booked by November 1st. Like end of October is pushing it for Christmas for me. Here's why. If you wait too long to book Christmas, meaning you kept your price really high, you're going to end up with a crappy guest. Holiday guests are already high maintenance pain in the rear end, right? They don't get out much. Uh, the, the stress at the holidays is through the roof anyway. And they're bringing that stress to you. And they're going to they're gonna ask a lot of questions. And, you know, they're going to be a little bit high maintenance. So if they wait to last minute to book, they only booked your house because it was the only one available. They didn't have all these other ones to pick from. There's, a le there's less of a chance that your house was perfect for that family if they book it like, you know, November 15th for Christmas or December 1st for Christmas because there was very few options available. They just picked what was available. So the stress and the anxiety and the complaining even higher. So again, I'm a little, I'm a cool with a little bit earlier on Christmas, maybe 1st of September through end of October is when I want that to book. Okay, now we're to January. 
first, uh, basically the entire month of January, total garbage. Now you do have a couple of holidays in there. I'll let Chuck cover that more than what I am right now, but you got, you know, MLK and I think president's day, mm -hmm. but again, fairly kind of just junk garbage month. And this is going to be across both beach and mountain. Most definitely on the beach. If you're bigger than a condo, um, you're sitting empty in January and you need to be okay with that. It's actually a good thing. February is almost identical to uh, January where you're not going to get anything at all other than possibly, uh, you know, you got, uh, or maybe President's Day. Again, you're better at the holidays than I am, so I'll let you do that. Uh, and Valentine's Day. But again, Valentine's Day on the beach is not really a big deal because you're talking, Valentine's Day is more of a honeymoon thing. Beach properties are most likely, and at least in vacation, heavy beach vacation markets, a house is going to be usually four bedrooms and up. Uh, four, five, six bedrooms is pretty typical. And a honeymoon situation or a Valentine situation is going to be more like a little 700 square foot house. So it's not as common as it would be in maybe a, a little honeymoon cabin kind of thing. Um, so, so just to wrap it up, November, December, very similar. Uh, you got some real garbage dates followed by some super, probably one of the, you know, two of the highest, highest, uh, uh, rental night in, uh, income nights of the year, weeks of the year. So, uh, long story short with November and December, those two months should at the end of the day perform very well, but they're super up and down, right? It's a big yeah. swing in the November and December. But at the end of the day, a November and a, especially a December should be a very good month. I would say December on a course of a 12 month period for a rental pro short term, a vacation rental property. Again, we're excluding ski markets here. I'll get to that in a second. Should probably be on par with like an April. I think December, April, you know, maybe like a probably in the 80th percentile of a 12 month calendar, like of those 12 months, whatever's the 80th percentile of those 12 months that's a december right and a, and like a july is one the 100 percentile um, and then january and february if you're on the beach it's empty just forget about it no man's land you're preparing for march 1st you're not you're not not working you're not you're not you just doesn't give you a, a, the the the, the a, a free ticket to not do your job like a get out of get out of work free card here you got to do your job but you're preparing for March, April, May. You're touching up the staircase. You're 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 making some uh, modifications with your coffee system and uh, replace replacing that dishwasher that's been annoying you for the past six months. Things like that. Preparing for March so that March, April can be smooth sailing. There you go. I'm out of breath. Uh, Chuck, take over. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by the Premier Short-Term Rental Facebook group. Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. We have nearly 50,000 members. This is the biggest independently owned and operated SCR Facebook group, and it has been curated by yours truly, Cashflow Carl. Join us on Facebook. Search the groups for Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. That's Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth on Facebook. I was waiting for you to take a breath there. Yeah. No, I, you, you've nailed it pretty much. Um, you know, it, and of course, keep in mind, folks, that it depends on your market. You know, we're talking about the beaches in Florida primarily. We're talking about the mountains in East Tennessee, Carolina, Georgia. But if you're in the mountains of the Poconos, some of that season is a little sooner. Oh, yes. Sorry. Thank you for bringing that up. Colorado, the Florida Keys, these areas are going to be big time busy in you know a january in february anywhere there's a lot of skiing 
Um, it's probably going to be your peak months. So basically, you could take everything we're saying and just flip-flop it to the summertime on those types of markets. So thank you, Chuck. Excellent point. I do want to make very that point very clear. Great. Glad I can contribute. <laughs> but you also need to know your markets. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm going to refer to the markets that we're in just as examples, but um, it's where we have the most of our knowledge, right? Because we're we're living it. Smokey's market is 150 years old plus, <laughs> and they've been working on building the winter business for a long time now, decades. And they do have activities that occur during these downtimes. Not so much September, except they have the, the auto shows that go on, the car shows. Um, that helps bring people in. October, we know, is leaf peepers. It's folks that come to see the color change, watch the seasons as a uh, uh, you know summer finally goes away and the fall, winter period starts to come in. November, man, that big holiday. If you do that right, the people follow your advice, that one week they get can cover their whole month. But you can fill it in. We do get a little overflow the first week from the leaf peepers. Um, then you're right, it's dead time. There's not much going on. Uh, even there's a holiday in there and even that doesn't help veterans day. <laughs> um, but now you move to December. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on one point, And that is the, the, the first weekend in December. That's when all the big Christmas activities go on. You got parades, you got shows, you got the dinner shows switching over. We're already deep into winter fest in the mountains. Uh, they've really planned that out. And that first weekend, you don't want to go too low because people will come. You're talking about three different parades, including Gatlinburg is famous for having the first Christmas parade of the year. <laughs> so um, we need to uh, keep that in mind. You mean and earliest yeah, in the season? Earliest in the season, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, I think it's December 1st this year. Um, uh, it's that Friday. It's right after Thanksgiving. So... Then, it get, then you're right. It gets pretty dead up until you know, five or six days before the Christmas holiday. And then again, you've got that period, just as you described, it's going to make your entire month plus if you price it right and follow Luke's advice. So now in the beach, um, we see the same kind of thing, just not quite as strong. Those holidays are still great to book here. People still come here for Thanksgiving. They come here for Christmas, but they're looking for certain things to go with that they're looking for access to a heated pool um, if you don't have a heated pool your water temps are down in the upper 60s by by thanksgiving and maybe even colder by christmas uh, so if you don't have a heated pool don't get your hopes up or make adjustments to attract people with indoor activities um you know it bump up that tv add sunday ticket um uh, maybe splurge on a couple month subscriptions to, you know, movies, uh, the movie streamers, something uh, to start bringing people in. Um, throw in a gift card to a restaurant that delivers um, something to give them things to do while they're inside your unit. So the weather's still pretty nice here, but you can't count on that. You got to be prepared for it not to be. Um, if you're in other markets, if you're in Flagstaff, it's probably fairly dry that time of year. So maybe it's great to get outside. Uh, you need to adjust your strategy to your market. That's something we say all the time, but based on questions that we see pop up, I'm not sure people are, are going far enough with that to determine what's going on there. We get past Christmas, 
that's the time, whether you're here or in the mountains. And frankly, January is dead in most places unless you're hosting the Super Bowl. Um, you know, or, or uh, I guess we do have uh, 2024 coming up. We have some World Cup events, I think. Uh, but you do have two holidays. You got the MLK holiday and a Martin Luther King's birthday in the middle of January. And then in February, you've got President's Day, which depending how it falls, can piggyback Valentine's Day with it. That all, In the past, I've seen us get a big boost from that. Couples want to get away. Families want to get away. Three-day weekend works out great for everybody, for host and for guest. Now, to get to the Smokies, those folks do a nice job of bringing in business. Um, uh, there are already four fairly large events coming to the area. Uh, three of them at the Lacomp Center in Pigeon Forge that I'm getting inquiries for now. Uh, they were just announced in the last week, and people waste no time trying to book their places. Uh, you need to watch those event calendars. If, if for no other reason, you don't want to be priced too low. You're thinking January, I'm going to do bottom of the barrel. I'm going to take it as low as I need to go and get some bookings to make my payments. Do check the account, you know, the, uh, the calendars. You, you got to stay up on that. Or you're going to end up with an 80% occupancy weekend in the area, and you're going to have sold out at 120 bucks a night. So, um, March, that's the time when uh, we start getting ready for spring break all over the country. Again, it helps to get calendars. Your local chamber of commerce usually keeps that information. We try to post some that we see in the groups, but spring break is not the same all over. Um, when you get up to the Mid-Atlantic and uh, Mid-Atlantic area, for example, most of those states and counties there, they take their spring break the week before or after Easter. But as you know, down here in Florida, and even to some extent the Smokies, we're seeing people come in for spring break the last week of February, <laughs> first week of March. So you need to be ready for those. And by ready, I don't just mean price right. You've had to have your deep cleaning done before you get into your busy season. You got to get your repairs done. You got to Take care of that dishwasher that's been bugging you. You got to check your linens. Make sure your cleaner's on board. Uh, have your outside windows washed. Get all nice and pretty. Um, you know, put on your best makeup for your house. And then we move into the busy time, April. Uh, that I, I don't know that we need to get into May. We all know that May is a lot like September. Nah. But that's worth knowing ahead of time. Because in the winter, you can be setting your May rates. Another advantage of being a little slower during those two slow times, those slow times that we get in the winter is that's the time to sit down and put your strategy together for the busy season for summer, especially your pricing. You know, what catch up on your podcast episodes, you know, watch Luke's management show <laughs> and and really get your numbers down so that as people are getting together for their holidays and talking about how they're going to do their family vacations. And let's face it, a lot of companies still require people to put in for their vacation time at the end of one year. You want to have your rates out there. You want to, you don't want to scare people off, but you want to make sure that you're getting paid what you deserve to get paid for your weeks in June and July. Now my turn. Take a breath. <laughs> well, a couple of things I want to touch on there. Let's talk about what dead means. You know, we use this word dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. What I mean by that is, and again, it goes back to this word work on. We hear these words work on. We hear all the time. Um, 
like first first week or first two weeks of November are dead, you know. So that doesn't mean that you just write them off. It means that you got to pay attention and work harder. Maybe you say November special a few months earlier, two months earlier. Same with January. The months again, again, it's all back to the circle of seasonality. If you watch that video that and and, and study that, uh, it's on my also on my podcast, short term rental management. Um, you'll understand what we mean there by work on. But uh, you know, just to, to to reiterate, if you want January bookings. You can't just wake up one day in the middle of January and say, oh, crap, I don't have any bookings. It's way too late at that point. It's too freaking late. Here's another thing I see occasionally, and I hate this, and I don't know that it's happening. I, all I can do is speculate. Nobody's ever admitted it to me. Let's say February 1st rolls around, you get that January mortgage payment taken out of your account, and you didn't have enough money to cover it. You know, I mean, is it the end of the world? to lose a few bucks on a property that you're doing all this debt pay down, maybe did some tax, uh, you know, cost seg, whatever it may be. Hell no. But if you weren't expecting it and you didn't know that was going to happen, first of all, it's your fault. And second of all, if you didn't want it to happen, you needed to be working on that ahead of time. You know, by the time they take that, that mortgage payment out of your account, it's too late, man. You know, you got to, you got to be doing your job. It's really as simple as that. It is my job to make sure that these properties are functioning. So that's what I mean by work on it. If you want to wake up in January and have your nut covered and your expenses, and because there's a very good chance you won't in, in, in many different vacation towns where it's crickets. You go to Walmart in the town where I live. If you go to Walmart in January, there's nobody there. You go to Walmart in July, you can't even get in the door. I mean, there's a line to get in the door. Everybody's buying Corona light. You know, <laughs> and uh, it's just the way it is. So you got to You got to scoop up. You got. Let me put it this way: People do come to the areas to vacation towns in the dead times, but there's way less of them. So common sense would tell you if you want those few people that are coming, as opposed to the massive army, our army of people that are coming in the summertime, then you need to get in there and scoop them up before somebody else does. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about is, is something that you mentioned that is very true. Uh, the the uh, using up the dates uh, that on the, uh, the the W2, something that I don't have any concept of, is uh, your vacation time. Yeah. Day after Christmas, day, Christmas night. All right. Now, you thought you were going to get off work uh, for, for this vacation house. No, you're not. Uh, people book like crazy. On the on the night Christmas night and the day after and the day after, um, it's almost like uh, you know you see all these ads coming in for post Christmas sales and stuff like that. Not only did they maybe get a couple of bucks for Christmas from mom and dad or whatever, you know, younger folks maybe, uh, but also the mom and dad need to use up that vacation time like before the end of the year, and they only got four days, five days left to do it, six days, you know, so. Um, keep, keep an eye on that. You, you know, you might even bump your prices up a little bit right before you go into Christmas dinner. Um, because what's it going to hurt? You could just dump them down a little bit more in four days. Um, if nothing hits, um, uh, but, uh, we do see a lot of bookings, don't we, uh, Chuck and yeah. that, and for between 25 and, and, and maybe Jan two between de December 25 and Jan two, there's a big push in bookings. Absolutely. Um, my strategy for that, you know, normally you get toward to empty dates and you start lowering your prices. In that Christmas period, the closer we get to it, I raise mine. Uh, I'm not talking about raising them a lot, you know, a few percentage points. Um, but yeah, I, I raise them. Um, 
gets back to a strategy that you know you talked about a while back. There's there's only a few properties available at that point. You know the occupancy in many areas, especially vacation or uh, holiday locations like the Smokies, they're near 100% occupancy. You know even the Motel Six down the street is going to be asking 350 to 400 bucks a night for a for a room if you can get it. Absolutely. And Christmas is over. They're stressed out. They're annoyed. It's freaking freezing cold, you know, and wherever they live in Ohio or Wisconsin. Yeah. And they're, what are they doing? They're thinking about 4th of July on the beach and they, and Christmas is over and, uh, you know, they spend a bunch of money on Christmas, but, uh, maybe it's time to, to give mom and dad a present. Maybe mom and dad need a present. And that is the blue and the blue water and the Sandy white Sandy beaches. Uh, come next uh, next June and July, so so keep an eye on that. Um, and and okay, a couple more tips for what we need to do in January and February. I always paint my I always paint my uh, staircases. Staircases get beat up. People taking staircase uh, a suitcase up, they're always going to get beat up um, unless you shiplap it. But then even then, first of all, shiplap's out of style, and second, it's still going to need to be painted. It'll just be a little more durable than than sheetrock. Um, Paint the stairwell. Maybe the whole house needs painted. If you're going to paint the whole house, it needs to be in January and February, unless, again, if you're in Colorado or the Keys or something like that. I swap deadbolts every winter. All right? Perfect time for that. January and February. Nothing going on. I swap the deadbolts because I don't want to have to go into season worrying if my deadbolt's going to die. Everybody wants to complain that your slag and code fills with water on the beach. Bah, 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 bah. It's because you've never tried another lock. I'm going to tell you right now, they all break after two years. Okay? So I don't care what brand you've got. I swap it out, especially on my beach houses. If I go to a mountain house or send somebody over there and it looks like it's in good shape, I'll just put an extra lock in the in the closet for just in case. Um, and uh, what else do I do? I clean out my septics. We're going to talk more about this um, around Christmas time anyway, but just to get you prepared, I don't want you to get to get to the preparing for spring podcast that we're going to do. We do these quarterly, you know, uh, seasonal podcasts. Uh, we've done them every every season now. So we'll do another one for preparing for spring in January. And I'm getting you ahead of that right now. You're going to want to clean those septics out in the wintertime. Um, I do it every winter. Even you, Chuck, can I go more than a year on a septic in a, in a, in a vacation rental? Depends on your occupancy. You, you could, but you shouldn't. Because right. when it goes bad, it goes really bad. <laughs> Boom. Yes, I can go longer, but it is not something you want to play around with, especially when it's only 375 bucks or whatever to get the damn thing cleaned out. So put that on your list, you know, just start preparing. Cause here's the thing when that we're doing you a favor. Cause when that fall, when that winter podcast comes out, we're doing the fall podcast. Now when the winter, when the short term rental management winter show comes out, you already need those dudes lined up, right? Uh, so you really need to be two seasons ahead. You need this. You need the dudes doing the winter work for springtime lined up in fall, because the septic guys and everybody else—that's when they get busy in these vacation towns. They get busy when it's dead because everybody starts calling them so they can actually get stuff done because they can get in the house. You can't get in the house in June. These vendors are dead in the summer in the summertime because there's nothing. You can't get in. You know, you're just like kind of putting band-aids on things, trying to get through the next book and doing the best you can. So then in the wintertime, you can prepare your house for battle. Okay. So getting a little way upstream right now on that, which is what you need to do. Any more tips there to uh, uh, Chuck? Well, um, yeah, you got a long list of things and, you know, get your plumber in to do preventive maintenance, snake the drains, uh, check that your, you know, the innards of the commodes, uh, 
make sure nothing's leaking. Those guys, they're available too. And the whole idea is think about everything that goes wrong during your busy season, put it on a list, and then right next to it, what you got to do to keep it from happening and get her done. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's recap. What do I need to do uh, in the fall of the season? Oh, hey, one thing we didn't touch on is decor. Decor. I mean, okay, so right now you need to be getting your Christmas stuff ready. All right? I, I will say, Chuck, you already know this. I'm a Christmas junkie, big time. Yeah. Okay, my love languages, five love languages. Shout out to that. One of the, one of the most wonderful books in history. Um, I'm a gift giver, 100,000%. I'm a terrible gift receiver. I am a uh, I am a textbook gift giver. Okay, um, and so Christmas works very well for me, um, and I just I just love everything about it. I love the smells and the tree. I put up four Christmas trees. I do not play around. I'm the dude that does Christmas trees in October. I do. I do. Um, now I don't do them in my rentals. I do, you know my rentals. I'm okay with that. But let's talk about that. We need to be preparing for that right now. Um, so let's talk about decorations. I, here's one thing I do. I get, um, I get new rugs every season. All right. Just like, I don't even know how you pronounce it. It's C O I R or whatever. Those, those are kind of, I'm no Joanna Gaines, but those rugs you get at home Hobby Lobby at Home Depot. Um, and my cleaner hates them cause they leave, you know, little fragments all over the place, but they, yeah. you know, they got the pumpkin ones and the, the holiday ones. So get those going. You need, and then we're talking 50 bucks, you know, for the whole, for two or three rugs, you know, just put one at each door, maybe one on the inside, one on the outside, 75 bucks, ship it to your cleaner, make sure she knows, say, Hey, are you okay with me shipping you a couple of holiday decorations? Most, every cleaner I've ever met loves decorating. So mm -hmm. she's going to be glad you sent her that stuff now, but check with her first. It is rude. It is rude to just go ahead and ship your cleaner, a bunch of stuff that they need to do. Okay. Without telling them. So check with them. Are you okay if I send you a few things? That's one of the things I send. Rugs. I don't do a lot of knick-knacky junk. I don't, um, uh, mostly because Avery is not, she's anti, right? And and I, I agree, because where are you going to put it when Christmas is over? It's almost like wasteful, you know? Um, now, if you, get, if you got somewhere, and then another thing, if you put this stuff in a closet, the chances of it being in decent shape next year, yeah, it's probably, you know, it's going to get beat around in the closet with everybody getting toilet paper and, and towels and everything out of there and it's going to get knocked around. So pretty good chance it's going to be, you know, so I take it a little easy on the knickknacky stuff. Again, I am no interior designer. I'm sure if there's a designer listening to this, they're like, dude, these guys have no idea what they're talking about, but <laughs> I do. And then I don't, and I don't, but I, I do go to the effort to make my house look season appropriate. I put Valentine rugs. I ship, if I ship them or if I have my have a couple rentals near my house, I'll, I love walking over there and, and putting out my rugs, man. It makes it look cool and makes it look inviting. Not only that, but the rugs, dude, they, especially if you're on the beach, man, those rugs are destroyed in 30 days. Yeah. They're full yeah. of junk and sand and everything else. Uh, I, here's another thing I do. I do uh, uh, room sprays. Um, I learned a long time ago that air fresheners in this business were not a good idea. People don't like them and, and it, it, it's impossible to keep up on that system. So what I do is, boom, I, I, dude, I got them all over my life right there. I'm going to give them a plug. The Yankee Candle <laughs> Spray. I'm a huge fan. I keep them everywhere. This one is actually a kind of a summertime smell. But I've already moved everything to Christmas smells. I'm already moving to apples and cinnamons and uh, pumpkin spice and stuff like that. And I like the Yankee Candles. You can get them on Amazon for cheap. 
Um, I'll send I'll send like a, a two six packs per house, and you know they don't last that long. And I and do I give a, a crap if somebody steals one? No, I do not give a crap. I just wanted to have it there, and that dude's gonna remember he stole it from me, and maybe he's got a memory out of it. And who, what do I care for four bucks? You know, so um, uh, keep one. I, I I do usually tell them, hey, keep two or three of them in the in the closet, and just spray three or four times, and you know, on your way out the door basically, you know, uh, but again, I don't micromanage it. I'm not going to tell her, here's my freaking room spray system. I don't have, you know, you just annoy the crap out of them with that stuff. But I do send room sprays and I do, um, I do have nice Christmas trees. Um, you know, I don't like to get the cheap junk Christmas tree cause they're like going to fall apart. And that is something you're going to keep, you know, whether it's in the crawl space or, um, you know, keep it somewhere. Um, and this would be more for the mountain houses, I think, but it's, it's time, man. We need to be getting on those Christmas trees. Uh, yep. Now here's the deal. And I'll turn it over to you. And I'm going to, I do have two questions for you. Um, when to put the Christmas tree is up to you because there's a bunch of people that are going to scream at me telling me that you do not put a Christmas tree out until after Thanksgiving. And that is not wrong. That is not wrong. Whenever you put out your Christmas tree is right unless it's like the week before, then it's like, what's the point? You know, I mean, you wasted time putting that thing up. He's got to take it right back down. Now I will say one more thing again, back to my Christmas junkie thing before I turn it over, I'm going to turn it over. Being a guy that puts up the Christmas tree at thanks at uh, Halloween, uh, my Christmas tree goes up at Halloween. It does. I like my, now the main tree, I have several trees in my life. Avery and I have a second home, like a real one that we don't rent. And that gets a tree. Um, we we have uh, two trees in our real house. The, the one we live in is the real house, I guess. Um, and the main tree goes up October 31st. I want it up before the end of October. The, the supplemental trees, they might go up even earlier. They don't get decorated. They don't get decorated as much. Uh, they get, you know, they have pretty built-in lights. I'm a Balsam Hill guy. I like Balsam Hill Christmas trees. Uh, because I find that they're the best out there and they're very well done. They're not cheap, um, but they last a long time. I've got, I've got a balsam hill I've had for probably seven years and it's still rocking. Um, and uh, so the one that I decorate goes up on uh, end of October. Does it not get decorated my friend until December? Uh, my birthday is December 5th. So I put the trees up but I don't decorate with the, with the uh, ornaments and such until after Thanksgiving. I'm cool with that, you know, whenever, or if family happens to be gathering for at a certain point a week before Thanksgiving, then it's a good opportunity to do that. I'm going way off. My point is none of this matters. My point is whenever you put up your Christmas tree is fine. Okay. There's no certain time. I don't think that it's better. Maybe you have a better time. One more point being that I put my Christmas trees up so early, they are gone 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 the day after christmas all right um, now definitely by january 1 they are long gone i'm usually taking the supplemental stuff down literally the day or maybe two days after christmas because when your tree's been up for two months you're sick of it you know it's like it's got to go let's get then because i like I'm, I'm moving into i'm moving into valentine's day let's go let's get the hearts out you know so anyway making myself as a biker sound like a big giant wimp um uh chuck what do you have any thoughts on all that um i actually agree with every single thing you said minor point you know and that is you got to know your market again right i mean we keep saying that and 
In Smokey's Market, as an example, their Winterfest starts usually on Veterans Day. So that's right around November 11th, depending on how it's observed um, in, the, in that particular area. And you do want to kind of be in tune with what you don't want to not have something up if people are driving through five miles of Christmas decorations to get to your place. Uh, even if you don't want to do your full decorations in, you need to at least acknowledge that it's going on. Now, like down here at the beach, you know, yeah, December's fine. <laughs> no problem at all. But getting back to that market thing in the Smokies, you know, it goes on to the end of February. Now, I'm not going to leave my tree up to the end of February, but I'll leave it up to two, three weeks into uh, January. What I found happens a lot is I will get families book and come together for their family vacation, their family holiday celebration. And that'll happen two or three weeks before Christmas, even in November on occasion, or two or three weeks after Christmas. And I want them to have a good time and enjoy it. It may not be Christmas for us, but it's Christmas for them. So, I will say that in the rentals, I'm okay with leaving the tree up for a week or two after Christmas. And my personal okay. house, they're gone. Um, ah, okay. Now, one more thing back to the, I think, you know, this is what you're getting at anyway, is uh, I may not do a Christmas tree in a beach house. I may not, uh, because you're really looking at pretty few bookings that would even be worth it. Is it even worth it to put up a Christmas tree in a beach house? I'm asking you, Mr. Kramer. Well, okay. In, in our bigger one, we put up like a, it's about a five foot tree. Um, but, you know, we sleep 20 roughly, uh, depending on how we have it configured at the time. So we're talking two or three families coming together. And for them, you know, they're still going to want to celebrate Christmas here. So we do have a tree up for them. We don't go all out. You know, we have a couple of those cheesy Santa in his bathing suit kind of decorations and, um, you know, just to kind of remind people it is Christmas, even though you're at the beach and the two are compatible. Um, and in our smaller properties, we have simple like two or three foot trees, minimal. It's just enough to say it's Christmas. But we also don't have room for, you know, large trees. If I put up a foot, even a five or six foot tree, you figure that's going to be a five or six foot, you know, big circle that I can't do anything else with while that tree is there. Um no, I don't want to take up that much space, but we want to know the seasons here. Yes, and that is an excellent point. Most vacation homes, if they're in a vacation town, purpose-built vacation homes don't have a lot of living space. No, they, just, they don't. They really don't, you know, because it's mostly sleeping quarters is what they're built, designed for. You get to, Maybe you gather for a meal or two, but usually you're eating out on vacation. Um, mm -hmm. You're going and you – know, there are the people that cook um, – and that's the beauty of having a home. That is, at the end of the day, the biggest difference between a hotel and a, and a vacation home is that there's a kitchen and there's a washer and dryer. You know, I've got kids. When we go on the road, hotels stink because I can't do any laundry, man. You know, it's a, it's a, these kids are constantly dumping stuff on themselves and it's the goldfish, the goldfish all over the place, you know. So you need a washer and dryer. That's the whole beauty of what we're doing here. But, um, but yeah, keep that in mind. I'm doing the skinny trees. All my rental trees and a lot of my personal trees also actually are the skinny, the tall, skinny mm -hmm. tree pre-lit. I like pre-lit, just less bull crap. You just throw it up and it's already got the lights on it. Um, yep. uh, and, uh, and a few local ornaments, you know, I'll send my cleaner some, some ornaments every year, like a, 
you know, maybe like a, a dozen of the regular whatever colored ornaments. And then I might try and find some market specific or keep them around. But again, they get broken, that kind of thing. Um, so I think our, our, again, we've covered everything. Uh, we've said it all. I mean, we did a great, a great uh, overview of what pricing and the rest of your calendar needs to look like here on the short-term rental management fall show, the fall 23 show. Um, and uh, also some decor, which we are not qualified. I'm, I am, I don't know if you are Chuck, but I am not qualified to talk on that subject. We maybe need to get an, a designer in here to, to help us. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not qualified. Yeah. yeah, No question there. If you're a I mean, designer I'm, and have any interest in teaching folks how to, uh, um, you know, what to do with their property for Christmas next year, love to hear from you. Uh, guest, guest at strmshow.com. Um, by the way, the other day I had somebody email me uh, my personal email and they said, Luke, I went to that website and it wasn't there. That is not a website. That is an email address. Guest at strmshow.com. Love to have you on anytime. What did we miss? Fall show, the fall 2023 show. Well, I got one more thing. Yes. Um, we talked about lead the to six more things and that's okay. Go ahead. That's okay. Well, <laughs> You know, especially for um, newer owners, you know, keep in mind that on the actual holidays, many restaurants are not open. Your guests are going to be looking probably at cooking in on those days. So make sure that the kitchen, your kitchen, your meal area is ready for that. And make it would be to your benefit to get your guidebook together, whatever you got to do, make sure it's updated. Give them a list of what you what you know is open, uh, where they can get food. Um, cause they're going to be frustrated to come down and find out there's nowhere to eat. All the restaurants are full cause everyone got their reservations ahead of time. And, uh, you know, even make it, even McDonald's isn't open on, uh, some of these holidays. So, uh, do your guests a favor and be ready for that. Absolutely. Well, we're going to make it a tradition here. We're going to do a quarterly show. Chuck, I would love to have you, you know, maybe not on all of them, but we'll make you a repeat offender for sure. Um, uh, quarterly short-term rental management show. Um, it's been, it's been awesome. We did a summer, we did a spring. So, uh, there we go. We're coming into a full circle year now. Um, and, uh, I really enjoyed it. Anything else to say? You want, I got a book recommendation for me or, uh, we're just good to go. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate a book that you mentioned in another podcast, uh, irrational hospitality. Mm. Um, you got to get past the, you know, past the part that it's about a restaurant. And remember, it's about hospitality and everything that uh, uh, they're talking about. Unreasonable. Um, unreasonable. Unreasonable. You're right. I, I apologize. Uh, I've got another book named Irrational Something here. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they all right. run together, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, you're right. Unreasonable hospitality. It's it's an easy read. It's an easy listen, depending on what you prefer. And every time the, you know the word restaurant comes up, think rental. Boom. Um, there's, you know, with the exception of talking about meal ingredients, there's almost nothing he talks about that isn't applicable. I, I dare I say, and again, uh, I'm a fan of the book. Uh, Will Gardera is his name. Uh, he's, uh, uh, 11 Madison park. He yep. became the owner of the restaurant. Uh, but, uh, I think that if you're in this business, you have to read that book. That's a must read. Um, uh, so thank you for bringing that one up. I love that one. Um, kind of reminds me also, we were talking earlier about how people need to plan owners. You got to plan out your finances to cover you through the uh, slow season. Hmm. 
there are few people that know that better than anyone who's ever been on a wait staff. <laughs> you know, if you've been out there working for tips and all that, you learn very fast about putting money away from the great times. Uh, Mr. Bartender here. I've said um, it a thousand times. I, bartending yeah. taught me everything I know about life, about human nature and about um, ex expect expectations from humans and things like that. And uh, reading people. You know, mm -hmm. you get to the point, you, I bartended for a million years. You, the dude walks in the bar, you know exactly, you know, I mean, again, I'm not trying to trying to pigeonhole you or anything, but I'm pretty sure I can guess what you're going to order and whether you're going to be a pain in the ass or not. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of that that tra transfers over to rental real estate. It really is at the end of the day. Yeah. A good judge of character is what we're talking about here. Um, and, uh, and that carries over with being a good landlord, being a, a good uh, uh, host. Um, so yeah, I agree. And you're right. When you're in the bartending in the uh, service industry, wait, wait, staff, uh, hairdressers, whatever it may be, not that that's service industry, but it's a similar 1099 type, type of lifestyle. You've got to prepare for the slow times. There are going to be slow times, you know, um, and, and every, and almost in a lot of different businesses, my father-in-law is a chiropractor in the wintertime. He's slow, you know, in the summertime it's, it's in springtime it's popping. No, bad, bad word to use there for a chiropractor, but, uh, yeah. but you know, um, it's coming, it's going to slow down, uh, be prepared for that. It should be no surprise when January rolls around and you don't have a lot of bookings, you need to have the January and February planned out way ahead of time. Chuck, I had a great time. Um, me too. Short-term rental management fall 23 show, or I guess we'll call it the winter show. Cause that's really what we're talking about here. Fall's already dead and gone, you know? Um, and, uh, the Reverend of Real Estate, Cashflow Carl, on behalf of Chuck Kramer, saying don't overthink it.